himself. Making and then cultivating friendships took too much time and energy, and there were Ritz triple-decker sandwiches to stack and devour. Everything took too long, including this, his death. The doctors had assured him they would control the pain and had been as good as their word. He had refused chemo, refused everything. They were going to move him to a hospice by the end of the week, per the instructions of his HMO. But until then, his oncologist assured him, we'll take good care of you. Eh, as it is, it'll take too long. What will? Everything. The paperwork, the transfer, dying, all of it. I'm slow at everything. Even this. And he was right. And, as was often the case, there was zero comfort in being right. Still, he at least had the knowledge that... Wait, what? The room was getting darker and smaller and quieter. Which was impossible. It was noon on a Saturday. Visiting hours were in full swing. His roommate was in the bathroom, humming irreplaceable while shaving and getting ready to go home. And the sun was shining... Damn it. He was missing a beautiful late winter day in Minnesota. Good late winter. The kind with the promise of blooming flowers and green grass. Not the mud and unearthed garbage kind of winter. So why was everything... Oh. Oh. This was it. He was dying, finally. And it was exactly as the movies had portrayed... Everything was going dark and quiet. It wasn't even scary. Thinking about it had been scarier than experiencing it. He supposed he should be grateful. Hi, I'm Betsy. Welcome to hell. He blinked and looked around. He knew this place. He'd been there before, reluctantly. It was, did you say welcome to hell? The girl, woman, he supposed. She was probably in her twenties and they didn't like that, being called girls. Nodded. Yep. Only death could be both surreal and familiar at the same time. Hell is the Mall of America? Yep. Sorry. She shrugged at him. It was all I could think of. What? Never mind. He took a closer look at her. Tall, slender, fair-skinned, bright blue-green eyes. Sounded like a Minnesota gal, but what were the odds of that? Long legs, knee-length black linen shorts, a red short-sleeved shirt, reddish blonde hair pulled into a ponytail. She was wearing a silver men's watch that was too big for her slender wrist, silver pointy-toed flats, and a hello-my-name-is badge over her left breast, which read Satan 2.0. So, I'm dead? He looked around. Yep, the Mall of America and no mistake. He and the strange girl, woman, were standing beside a large information kiosk. There were other people around, many of them in a hurry, and there was an overall feeling of tense bustling. And it was some big costume party, too, because there was a gal dressed like Cleopatra and another one dressed like she was on her way to a ball in a green gown with a billowing skirt. And an awful lot of the men were wearing hats. And not many of them were proper baseball caps. Lots were old-fashioned hats like Lincoln wore. 
women in hats too, big fancy ones like they wore in the old days or in London for a royal wedding. The people were all intent on something, because they paid him no attention at all. It took him a second to realize what they were paying attention to. Her. His guide, maybe? But no one was approaching, or even staring. They'd send skittering glances her way like they were afraid she'd look back. Maybe not a guide, maybe a supervisor? He opened his mouth and was annoyed when nothing came out. Tried twice more while the gal waited patiently and finally managed to croak out, This is death? No, this is hell, she corrected him. And since it's 12.08 p.m., that makes you... Uh, Tom Anderson? Oh, no...